Hey, man. Just brought back some good treats from Sicily. Wow. Check this out. Hi, I'm JP. And we are Pulled Corks. This is our... Uh, first. Our first, our inaugural episode. Yeah. The first Pulled Corks podcast. The first podcast. Finally. We finally did it. We did it. <laughs> and you just came back from Sicily and brought us some goodies. I did. I just came back. I was actually uh, right at the uh, base of... Mount Etna, so I figured I would uh, bring us some uh, Etna wines to try for today. Yeah, that's amazing. You hear a lot about it. There's a lot of hype around Etna. Yes. But we didn't try much of it, and it's hard to get by in Germany. So yeah. I was really, really excited that we bring some stuff from Etna. Yeah, it is the end thing right now. It is very hip to drink uh, Etna wine. Uh, so... Well, now that we've introduced ourselves, we'll tell you more about ourselves later, but uh, for now we'll get into the history of this uh, the region, region, the DOC of yeah, it's Etna. It's actually a proper DOC, yes. by Italian wine law. Uh, we don't get deep into that, but yeah, we just talk about this like impressive volcano. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's big. It's about uh, 11,000 feet. So you've been there at the base of the mountain. I was. It look like it's uh, it's big. It's like the only mountain on the island. It's just big. It stands out. You can't miss it. So uh, how tall? Snow is covered. It? I yeah, think it's, snow it's, covered. it's just it's snow covered. It's just a little shy of eleven thousand feet. Wow. Uh, it's in meters. Tall. That is. I don't know what that is. I just know freedom units. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I think that's around eight hundred meters. I believe yeah. something like that. I think it's taller. May, uh, probably taller. It's a little bit, a uh, little bit shorter than uh, Fuji, than Mount Fuji, oh, but not by much, by like one hundred meters. So like over two thousand at least, three thousand meters. See, I was I was yeah. way off, yeah. <laughs> way off. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a big mountain. It is a big, and it's active. I think just what three years ago there was a pretty big eruption there. Wow! So, so it, yeah, so it is active. It grumbles. Actually, while I was there, you could see the steam coming out of the top of it. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, that sounds like an adventure. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Not my first volcano, but it was uh, the second taste, biggest I've seen, I believe. Taste something of that activity and liveliness and volcanic soil. You can, you can, and you'll get to experience that here in just a minute i'm i'm just my mouth is watering looking at this glass right now just wanting to get into this so yeah it's uh they found out they did a little uh a lot of research i guess uh, uh some biologists were testing uh some fossils they had found and i, I think some ancient seeds and it turns out they've had grapes there in Sicily since before man ever even stepped foot on the island. Uh, grapes capable of making wine. Yeah, I just read an article that even like cultivating goes back 
far back into the Stone Age. Yeah. So since humans arrived there, they cultivated grapes. Yeah, I think it said something like the, the agriculture there started in the Neolithic area. Yes. Which was, you know, between 10,500 years ago and... So the, the winemaking 10, was... 10,000 BC and 5,000 BC or something like that. It's, it's, it's old. They've been doing this forever there. Uh, and then the, the Greeks moved in, but they moved in after the Sicels. Yeah, that's like maybe the original inhabitants of the island. Yeah. And I just read something interesting that they already used like the natural... The gases, steams out of the volcano mm. to preserve wine. So they were basically the first people using sulfides to preserve wine. That long ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> long time ago. So sulfides have been with us for a while. Man. So then the, uh, the Greeks took over and uh, they brought some of their own grapes with them when they came. Uh, what was that? The Graketo? Yeah, I think they call it Graketo. Something along those lines. Graketo, I believe, was one of the... Like ancient Greek varieties. I think it's still available. Probably. Uh, never, never, s- never tried it. Little one, a little bit... A uh, little bit inexperienced in that one. But uh, you know, the Greeks took over. But it's really significant uh, about... Before the Greeks, though, the Sicels, because they were worshippers of... Adronis, the uh, a, a god of wine. Yeah, so that was actually their main god on this island before the Greeks and the Romans arrived, and they were already worshiping wine. So we know it was already a part of the culture there yeah, before. A very it, important part. Yeah, very important part of their culture before the Greeks even made it there. And with the Greeks and the Romans, uh, Mount Etna was famous for you know having healing powers and. Uh, uh, a place for entertainment. It was almost like a resort island. Probably, uh, yes. A lot of call. spas and, yeah. and uh, you know, these sulfuric baths and things Hot like that. Springs. Hot springs. Yeah. And it's just a place to go to heal and, uh, and well, this is early history. Drink some wine. <laughs> yeah, relax, drink some wine, heal yourself up. It's a really interesting long history there so what what are the grapes down there right now what, what's hot there right now and my i want to warn everybody my my italian is garbage so <laughs> <clears throat> all you italian speakers out there please you know just keep the hate mail to yourself but uh i will do my best uh the grapes there, there there's a typical red uh Noreo Mascalese. Yeah, Norello Mascalese is maybe the main red grape yes. in the Etna region. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Noreo La Cappuccio. Yeah, it sounds like cappuccino. It does, yeah. Yes, and, and that's kind of like the uh, the the partner, the, the partner grape, partner. the blending partner. It's the sidekick. Yes, it is the sidekick of the Mascalese. It's. Uh, Kind of like uh, just spice things up to yeah. It's like body to like Merlot is to Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. I guess it's uh, it's there. It helps it out quite a bit. It's the partner. Uh, there's the uh, Caricante. That is uh, the white grape. It's uh, pretty widespread around uh, Sicily, around Etna. There's the uh, Catar- Catarato. 
and that's all over the place. That's everywhere in Sicily. That's probably the most widespread uh, white grape in the island. And then there's the Minea Bianca. Never heard of it. It is uh, a very rare uh, grape. It's hard to find. I looked for it everywhere at Etna and couldn't find it. I really wanted it. I'm sure it wasn't going to be cheap. Uh, it's only grown on the slopes of the mountain, period. They do not grow it anywhere else. And it's very, very low yield, very small amounts, very small um, vineyards. And it is supposed to be the creme de la creme. The, 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 that is the top grape of Etna. And I really wish I could have found some of that. Maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Might have to order that. But so. uh, uh, it's pretty cool. The, all these grapes and, and the terroir is really interesting as well. You have all, if, obviously, anywhere on the island, you're going to have volcanic soil. So and it's a volcanic island. All the soil is volcanic. I had a look at the map. So they're basically growing on all the slopes around the mountain except the, the west side? Correct. And also, each side of the mountain has its own uh, microclimate. Ah, so we have a lot of microclimate. We have uh, huge differences in altitude. Of yes. Large volcano. Yes, that's true. Some of these... Uh, you get different uh, altitudes, so you'll get completely different climates, different temperatures. Uh, they play around a lot with that in uh, in the Andes in uh, South America, yeah. but that's mostly because they're trying to get away from the heat. Yeah. But yeah, Sicily is also pretty. It is pretty hot, but they do grow grapes, you know, off the mountains as well there. But this is more just it's just variety, man. Yeah. So they can play around. The They've got they can they can just dial it in, yeah. you know. It's it's really cool. Sounds exciting. Yeah. So we have volcanic soil. We have microclimates. We have altitude. Yeah. All that minerality. Yeah. minerality. Yeah. There's so it's, much going on. There's so much iron. There's like copper in the yeah. soil. It's 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 really cool. Um, I really wish I would ask some more questions because I, I got to looking at a lot of these minerals that are in the soil and it started to make me wonder how much of a uh, natural antifungal there is there because there's a lot of copper in that soil. Oh, that sounds interesting. So I, I don't know, but we'll look into it. Yeah. And if we find out, we'll maybe do an episode about crazy maybe shit like we'll that. travel there together. Yeah. But uh, I was just thinking that a little bit ago when I was going over our boats and I was like, oh my God, there's all this copper. I wonder if, you know, they have... Sounds really interesting. Which, I mean, being right on the ocean, that would be pretty helpful. <laughs> I think we should get into tasting. Let's do it. Let's give this a try. We're starting off with a uh, Altamora. Okay. I think you should crack it open. Okay. Okay, so this is Altamora. It's uh, Etna Bianco, so it is our white wine. 2016. This is made from the Cusumano family. Mm-hmm. And uh, the grape is the uh, Caricante, the, the primary white grape of Etna. It has a really nice, almost straw. Yeah. Like bright straw color. It does. It's very nice. And it smells so good. We got uh, 
little lemony. Yeah, definitely some zesty lemon. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready to drink this thing. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, you get some some warmth of alcohol, but mm-hmm. it's it's not overpowering. That's a good balance. I yeah, they they dial the climate in like just there between right. warm and cold cool climate. Yeah, they did. This was yeah. at uh, six hundred meters out, about four thousand feet. Yeah, it's I believe is what they said. This was this was at. Um, <clears throat> it's really good. It's yeah. uh, crisp. It's yeah. Some hint of oak, but mm. not much. You know, I was reading another review of this wine, and they said that it was uh, like uh, dancing around Sauvignon Blanc, and I disagree. Yeah, I'm I not picking that up. I don't I, get any. For me, it's closer to Chardonnay. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. A Chardonnay from uh, uh, um, Chablis. It's more crispy, minerally. It's crisp, but riper. So I would say like Macon, Macon, yeah. yeah. If you see that region, mm. and it has very fruity, very good. Seem like bruised apple, yeah, aroma, especially in the aftertaste, and it's very like I I wouldn't guess, wouldn't have guessed a volcanic soil. It's almost chalky. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's. it's I agree with that. Now I, I have to say that. Uh, we can talk about this like crazy, but the most important thing is it's tasty, folks. It's really good. You should yeah. get a bottle. It's a good alternative to like Burgundy Chardonnay. Yeah. Like really good. Something surprising, a little bit riper, a little bit more warmth of alcohol. You get a little warmer climate than in the typical uh, Burgundy Chardonnay, mm. but it's not as powerful as the New World Chardonnays. No, it definitely doesn't have the oak. <laughs> and not even like the unoaked Australian right. ones. It's, it's a different animal. Very tasty, very good wine, and uh, you should be drinking it. And it's not that expensive. I think maybe I paid fifteen euros for this. I believe I don't really remember. I wasn't. I was so excited. I wasn't even paying attention to price. You bought it locally, so I you was just buy it in the U.S. You might throwing everything I could fit in more the for this. cart into the cart. And it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it is. It's definitely worth it. It's seriously yummy. So let's finish this glass and let's move on to the red. Let's go to the red. All right. What do you have there? This one I've already gotten open. (laughs) (laughs) So this one is the... This is from... This is a roll. So this is... uh, so Cotanera is the winery. It is, and the mm-hmm. uh, they've named this vineyard uh, something long in Italian. Chiasette Salme. Yes, what it's, he said. It's a district or a plot in the Etna. It's about, I, I looked that up earlier, mm-hmm. it's about 25 hectares, so not a small plot. No, that's a pretty big... A pretty big uh, vineyard there. It's at 700 meters altitude around, and it's uh, Nerello Mascalese, 100% mm-hmm. of the... Red Etna grape, mm-hmm. and we will taste it now. All right, I'll pour you a little rinse here first. Thank you, sir. To it looks almost like a Pinot Noir. It does. It has that color, but proper glass, sir. It has a beautiful ruby color. 
It does. It has uh, intensity as a medium. It's not. I would too say it looks like a, a Pinot Noir or a Gamay. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could mistake it for a Beaujolais, just but mm-hmm. maybe not as as purple. And but it's very very different on the nose. Very different. You get some licorice here. Pepper. A little bit of black pepper. Pepper, yeah, like you said, the anise and yeah. ah, very so caramel, also. yeah, spicy, yeah. sugary. I'm not. It's, yeah, there's no sugar in this. A little bit of tar, also. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I have to admit that uh, I'm not sure exactly. If I've smelled too many. I, there's not really many wines I could compare this to, as far as the aroma goes. Yeah, it's kind of like a. I, I get this sometimes in, in Pinotage, mm-hmm. this aroma. Maybe a cross between a Pinotage and, and a, a Gamay, yeah. a Gamay yeah. and a, maybe even a Rhone. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah. to anybody. I doubt it does, yeah. but I, I think, yeah. you would have to smell it for yourself. It's really exotic. Yeah. All right, let's taste this. Mm. Pretty strong tannins. Yeah, very tannic. Rippy. Mm-hmm. But fine structure. Tannic, tannic on your cheeks. Yeah. Grippy on your cheeks mm-hmm. and lips and teeth. Mm-hmm. But on the palate, it's very silky. That's true. Yeah. On the tongue, it's it's not really grippy on the tongue. It's kind of silky on the tongue and grippy on the cheeks. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll do an episode about tannins. Yeah. There's actually a reason for that. Why some tannins grip you in different places than other tannins. And why some tannins don't even grip at all. But uh, this one is uh, definitely high in those cheek gripping. You definitely get the high altitude. Mm -hmm. The acidity is very lively. Almost like in a Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. From a cooler climate. This is really good. Now this one is... Red fruit, berry aromas. Now, this wine is young. It's very different on the palate in terms of like aromas and flavors. Right, yeah. Like, you don't get that medicinal stuff you get on the nose that strongly on the palate. Yes, much and more fruity. The fruit is coming out. Smooth, silky on the palate. Way different on on the tongue than it is on the nose. So... After tasting this wine and the, the white before, mm-hmm. I would say if you're looking for an exotic but really comparable and interesting alternative to Burgundy that is still cheaper than Burgundy, this is the way to go. I agree. Yeah, Italy has to offer something. It's elegant. It's, yeah. It's I understand why this is so hip and in right now. It's, yeah. it's very, uh, I mean, it's good. It's really, really good wine and it's different. It's different. Different in still a different in a recognizable. Yeah. Not different like Jura is different. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not. A, it's not that extreme. But it is definitely its own beast. Um, it's, it's it has character. It has elegance. It has every everything. It has terroir. It has everything Burgundy is giving you for a lower price and from an exotic area. Absolutely. You know what, guys? Uh, go to Etna. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I got to say about this. Go about Etna wines. All right, so uh, I guess that about wraps it up. Anything yeah. else you want to add? Yeah. Let's wrap it up and finish the bottles. All right.
from all of us here at Cold Corks. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>